My guest is Chief Operations Officer of the New Origin Family Centered Maternity Hospital in Paro, Cape Town. And usually when I talk about maternity and midwives, then you expect a woman's voice. Sydney Hrove, hello. Hi there, good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you so much, uh, pleasure. Um, what, what gets men interested in, in being midwives? Or is there a word for midwife, a male midwife? These, in fact, um, um, and my, my, my qualification papers calls me an accouchier, which is really the French word for mid person. Um, but you know, as time travels, you know, and people are getting used to it being, being a male midwife, and we have far more in South Africa now than ever before, maybe qualified ones, but maybe not practicing ones. Mm-hmm. So those ones that stayed in it and remained in it, like myself, you know, are either called by the English um, population, Mr. Sister, <laughs> <laughs> or they just call them call us by our first name. But as far as the actual name of the profession is called, we really just talk about male midwife or akushia. Okay. And do you find um, that as a male midwife, your life is, is, is slightly more difficult than a female one as far as acceptance from your patients is concerned? Um, as far as patients are concerned, it's a very interesting question. I've actually answered this question many times. Um, you know, Shadow, let me be honest with you. If No matter whether you're a male or a female in the medical profession, it really, for me, depends on your approach towards your clients, meaning that if your approach is professional and you're using your skills and your, your, your way of talking to the people and the way you approach people verbally as well as physically um, is is done in the correct way. I don't think that any patient um, will feel threatened by that. As far as myself is concerned, I worked in the Middle East as well, you know, and there mm-hmm. the culture with men and women are very, very distinct. And understand that when I approach a patient and I speak with a person, it is very important for me that they feel confident with me, mm-hmm. um, and particularly when we are moving into close spaces. You know, so um, I've particularly never, I think once, I, I think it was around about 30 years ago, I had one young client who said, no, they, they prefer a, a doctor. So I said, well, would you like a female doctor? And she said, no, it's fine. You can bring your doctor who's male. So I said, okay, um, that's absolutely fine. I'll do that for you. But could you just explain to me what's the difference between me and another male doctor? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a nurse or a doctor. And she couldn't really answer me. Um, I've never had the answer to that question. But I really do believe out of my experience as a male midwife now for the uh, 37 years that um, for me it is important that if I approach the patient that they feel confident with me. I've never particularly had a problem. I think the passion that one has for one's profession is very important and it shows. Um, it shows and people either feel comfortable with you or they don't. Sydney, do you think that patients thought you were less, less qualified than a doctor? Because it was not because you were male, but I suppose in her head, uh, you know, somebody's title as a doctor is more qualified than a sister. I absolutely think so. Absolutely. I have no doubt on my mind. I'm not even embarrassed to say it. Mm. Um, One must remember that many years ago, you know, the doctor, and I mean, even today, is still the ultimate and the supreme person or individual in Mm. the medical team. Mm. Um, And I say that with the utmost respect. Mm. However, one must also remember that a lot of doctors um, have been doctors for 30 years that might not have specialized in in obstetric and gynecology and or medical care as a general practitioner. 
where as the midwife, um, you know, who works with this kind of thing on on a daily basis, you become expertise, you, you become skilled in what you do to such an extent that the medical students in academical hospitals actually then learn from us just as we learn from them. Mm. I think it's all about the mutual respect, to be quite honest with you. Um, but coming back to your question, I think that there um, is a renewed um, respect for nurses. There's a renewed respect for midwives. For, for dealing with the normal obstetrical emergencies and low-risk vaginal cases like we're going to do in this hospital. And people are getting far more uh, aware of their rights and, and the choices that they want to make. Um, doctors um, that are on our team are actually respecting the midwives um, greatly and we respect them. And it's about the collaboration and understanding mm-hmm. one another. It's two professions that are very close to one another, Shada. And, um, you know, there's a very fine line between the two. So there are scope of practices that regulates that. And I think once you know that you're moving out of your scope of practice, you need to get to the next level. So what is the state of midwifery in, in, in South Africa at the moment? I know that we've lost in the past a lot of midwives to the Middle East. You've just mentioned that you work there as well. Um, and, and, and we, we don't seem to have a lot of new training professionals, professional midwives in South Africa. We're not grooming anymore. Am I draw, drawing the right picture here? Absolutely. Um, let's let's get just for for a couple of seconds off the topic of actual midwifery and coming back to nurses to address your question. Mm. Um, one has to understand that in the time, for example, that in the early 70s and late 70s, when when I trained and others like myself, we were at least 2,000 students per intake um, per year. Um, where that has been reduced to about 250 to 400 students per year. So you can do the math um, of people coming out. And, and addressing the needs of the community and the nation in South Africa. Um, and then a lot of those people have gone overseas or they have qualified, they've worked for a certain number of, say, five years postgraduate and actually left the profession because of certain circumstances and several other reasons. Mm-hmm. So we are dealing with people who have actually stayed in the profession and if you look at the numbers who are now being admitted to university and nursing colleges, um, it's far, far in the minority um, in comparison with the history before. Mm-hmm. Then we have a second challenge. In, in that 1988, um, the training of nurses in South Africa changed to an integrated course where midwifery was only part of a four-year course, where mm-hmm. in comparison before, you had to study for three to four years just to become a professional nurse, with other words, a sister, and then actually go and do one year postgraduate full-time diploma in midwifery mm-hmm. um, and then only after five or ten years practice you could go and do advanced midwifery. So um, those nurses were forced into a system whereby they had to do an integrated course only not just with general nursing science but midwifery, community health nursing as well as psychiatric nursing. So you know if they wanted to become real midwives they had to get into the labor wards and work at least for two three years before they started feeling confident and then a lot of them just qualified in the integrated course as midwives and never practiced afterwards. So, you know, if, if people are qualifying for midwives in the current course that we're running, it's not to say that they're actually going to, to practice midwifery as mm. such. So we have a major shortage of quality midwives in South Africa. Do we need midwives? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> we, 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 look, 
you need to understand that the gynees, just like the nurses, the gynecologists in our country, a lot of them, and generally doctors, have left our country as well. It's been a brain drain. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that. It's been published how many times. And um, the, so are the midwives. We, we just don't need midwives. You know, there's, there's a very big, vast difference between a midwife who's doing midwifery and a midwife who is in fact doing obstetrical nursing. With other words, where they're in a situation like in most private hospitals whereby they look and monitor you know, the patients in labor, they don't necessarily do the delivery because the private doctor, gynecologist comes in and they do the delivery um, and do the complicated part if that exists. However, the, mut- the real midwife actually looks after the patient from the beginning of the pregnancy and sees her through, stays with her in labor, and actually do the delivery for low-risk cases. Mm-hmm. And the regulation in South Africa, the South African Nursing Council makes it very clear that a midwife who does a private delivery, their patients must be seen once before and once after the 34th week of pregnancy. That is a completely different scenario to what we actually see in private hospitals. Hmm. So we, we, Thursday is International Day of the Midwife, and, and the theme is women and newborns, the heart of midwifery. How should we acknowledge this day? And Because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm talking to you. We've got a challenge of unemployment, and here's an industry that um, I think would, and I deliberately spoke to you as a male nurse, uh, just to encourage also other young men to, I suppose, look at nursing and midwifery, if if possible, as 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 a as a career. But how do we respond to this this day, the International Day of the Midwife? Well, the International Day of the Midwife has been is renowned. It, it's it's um, celebrated all over the world, and in South Africa, all private hospitals and and government hospitals actually celebrate as well. They make something quite big of it, um, and we would like them as midwives. We would like to see that people recognise us as professionals, as highly skilled um, medical graduates who are actually quite capable of looking after people in labor, monitoring them, and doing low-risk deliveries. That is the first thing. And then by encouraging other people, as you say, who would like to enter the profession, not to enter the profession because it's just another job or they cannot find another job, mm. but to be interested in it and to have a passion about it. And and at the end of the day, you know, as the old saying would go, the, it's really a calling, but I mean, how do you really define that? So if you know that you've studied this and after five or ten years that you are very happy that you're doing that and that's your dream job and that you want to look after people, you want to care for people, and in particular, free that you want to care for a mother who is pregnant and, and who is in labor and who is having a baby and caring for that newborn afterwards and encourage the mother to become a good mother and encourage the father to become a good father or partner. You know, that is what it's all about, so that you actually build a healthy nation, building a health, a healthy community. Um, and by doing so, the community then in reverse 
actually starts re- respecting and recognizing the midwife. So this coming Thursday, where, when on May the 5th, when it's the International Day of the Midwife, we, for example, at Origin Maternity Hospital, has invited actually, I think, around about between 50 and 70 midwives and friends of midwives just to come and have a tea and just look through the hospital and see what we're going to do as midwives and being a midwife-led hospital. Um, Sydney, I want you to stay on the line for me. We'll take a little break, and when we come back, I really want to talk about the the services you offer at Origin Family Centered Maternity Hospital. Certainly. Thank Please you. Just stay with me. Thanks. SAFM Current Affairs continue to look at the issues. We look at developing stories and stories not in the mainstream by giving you an evening update on Weekend PM Live, Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 9 p.m. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The SABC seeks to appoint suitably qualified suppliers for the supply of gyro-stabilized camera platform. Tender documents are obtainable from the 20th of April, 2016, between 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the SABC head office, So, which means they're still currently available. Please note that there's a non-refundable fee of 1,000 Rand. Closing date for tender documents is on the 20th of May, 2016, at 12 midday. For more information, log on to sabc.co.za. Great stories told by great personalities. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Sydney Hervey is the COO of Original Family Centered Maternity Hospital. Sydney has delivered over 23,000 babies. Wow. What, what a number, Sydney. Well, you know, I have to be honest with you. I think if anybody in my position who were keen and passionate, you know, what's going on and putting your nose every day and, and working in several hospitals to gain experience, um, then the number may sound a little bit overinflated, but it's actually not. You know, wow. delivering babies in, in a very busy maternity hospital, you can easily deliver three to four babies per day. Mm. And if you look at the number of hours you're working per week and then per month and then per year, then I think it's, it's quite possible to do that. Of course, but however, you know, knowing that I've delivered and or assisted with 23,000 babies registered on my name is um, complimentary to me, but quite frankly, I see it just as an instrument. I'm an instrument to help people and, and, and making things possible. Well, having delivered that many babies, I trust you now with the Origin Family Centered Maternity Hospital. They've got the right COO there because... Um, uh, tell me about some of the services you, you, you offer at the hospital. Well, I think it's important to know that from an umbrella or a helicopter point of view uh, that we are a midwife-led hospital. We're the second midwife-led hospital in South Africa, although the first in setting kind of setting was a French antique film in South Africa and certainly the first one in, in the Cape province. But um, it is important to know that, that we are family-centered. There's a very specific um, you know, status for family-centered where family are involved in the care of the patient and that that you know plays a very important role so the services that we have here really is to to provide clients with a midwife um, who will see that they are being cared for in a 40-week gestational period of which run about 14 consultations take place and out of the 14 there will be run about four consultations with the gynecologist and for scans and for fetal medicine mm-hmm. everything else is done by the midwife Wow. So 
that's important. The, the, the other important um, highlight that we have in our hospital is that we have six water birth pools. So, you know, that is, that's an important concept for us. And understand that the water birth pools is not just used for underwater deliveries, but also for pain control. Mm. So a client can decide that once she... Um, she goes with the pain she can actually get out once she's fully dilated and have now what we call a dry delivery. We call them dry deliveries and wet deliveries. So um, <laughs> that's that's an important um, part as well. So if you want your friend or your mother, your father, or two or three other people, we allow from about two or three, depending on the circumstances, um, to be with you while you are in labor as well as to see how you deliver. We will allow that, which is completely not allowed in another hospital at all. Um, and and I know that people, you know, say, well, why do you want to do that? And the reason why we want to do that is because we we believe, and it's and there's evidence based um, science for this, that if a woman in labour is supported by family or somebody that she knows well and or a doula, then they they have a less chance of medical intervention, therefore a less chance for a cesarean section. Of course, we do have a cesarean section theater, 42 square meter, beautiful, um, you know, um, drag equipped, stunningly appointed. But we would like to keep our cesarean rates between 15 and 20 percent. We're currently in South Africa, it sits around about 80, 85 percent. Hmm. So when is this hospital opening? The hospital is opening um, this month. We're hoping in the last week of this month. Um, we have passed our Department of Health um, license. We're very, very happy about that. And, of course, the other one that follows that thing is the BHF, standing for Board of Healthcare Funders Inspection, which we had two weeks ago. And we were just now actually um, um, informed this morning that we have passed that as well and mm. we now officially have our BHS license for the practice license and might I just add that it is in the A status so we've actually passed it on the higher grade and the highest ones you can get namely A status so we're all very proud and very excited today. Congratulations so so um, are we are we also going to expect you to train more midwives at, at, this, at this hospital? We are not a training facility currently. Mm-hmm. However, what we will be doing, and that I think is important for the future mentorship, is that um, we will allow shadowing of students, in particular medical students and particular um, nursing students for midwives in the advanced, um, in advanced stage. However, we don't want it to become a burden for our clients because it is a private hospital, but mm-hmm. of course we will ask their permission. But we will definitely start integrating that probably in the next six months or so. There's no doubt about about that. We want to make sure that the hospital remains and for the new ones that we're going to open still that it becomes a center of excellence. We can't do that if we don't mentor the younger mentor ourselves today mm. and make sure that we're still going to be able to deliver the same kind of service in 10, 20 years time. Are we going to see another hospital open somewhere else in the country or is this going to be the origin, the original origin and stay original? Um, we are planning quite a few more, probably mm-hmm. in the metropolitan um, areas and also in the major cities of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have already actually started um, investigating licensing for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't reveal where right now, <laughs> but yes, it won't be the only one. So Sydney, let's talk about your your best memory of delivery. Uh, wow. The most <laughs> exciting delivery? I don't know if I can call it exciting, but it is exciting, yes. 
Well, you know, there's good ones, there's bad ones, and there's very sad ones, of course, for stillborn babies. But for me personally, you know, um, in the early 80s when I worked at Addington Hospital in Durban, I always say this to the press. Um, one morning, I think it was my seventh night that I was working, um, you know, Addington Hospital is right on the beachfront, and the labor ward on the eighth floor actually faces the beach. And that morning, I was alone in the labor ward. We were not enough staff, unfortunately, and I delivered this beautiful, beautiful baby, and the sun was about to come up, and as the baby's head was crowning, just to come through, the sun was just sitting on the horizon, you know, and there was this moment of of emotion that mm. I experienced with the client, and she did not have a husband with her or a partner. It was actually only the two of us in the room, and you know, there were no curtains, because we don't have curtains on the eighth floor, mm. and as the sun came through the horizon, there was this golden glow that I cannot explain to anybody in that room, mm. that I just felt um, it was like an angel in the room, if I can say that, and as the baby's head came through the vagina, the sun came up just over that horizon, and as I delivered the rest of the body and the feet, the sun just lifted the bottom part of its horizon over the horizon, and I burst into tears, and the mother burst into tears, and as all of that has kind of happened, the glow then slowly went, and I just took the baby, did what I had to deliver the placenta, put the baby onto the breast, and just held the mother in my arms for the next half an hour, and I will never, ever forget that as long as I live, I think. Do you know the baby? Do you know the baby's name? And it was Baby Samantha. Baby Samantha. I <laughs> hope Samantha. I hope you you tell her that story one day. I think she I ought to know. Again, yeah. Hey, <laughs> that was wonderful. I have to tell you. I think that was 1983. Oh, I was still a young goodness. man. I wasn't silver grey yet. I still had black hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think she, Baby Samantha, would love that. Sydney, thank you so much, and congratulations with the hospital. Um, we'll talk to you, I suppose, again when, when, when we visit and see what it looks like. Absolutely, you're more than welcome to. May I just ask if, you, if clients want to inquire about us, if you don't mind? Yes. The telephone number yes. is in Cape Town, 021-911-0650. And if you want to go to the website, it's www.originfamilycenteredmaternityhospital.co.za. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for your time. That's not all. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's not time, and we'll give it's 021-911-0650, but we'll give it again at the end of the show, and it's now time for...